WHMP. And thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Dan. What's happening, Buzz? How well, are you? I'm I'm doing well. I yeah. uh, I raked leaves this morning and Ooh. cut them up with my tractor because we're going to have snow in Ashfield Mountain tomorrow. They say between one and three inches. Um, so I'm. Uh, are you ready I, for that? I am ready for it. Are all you right. ready for winter? I'm ready for winter. Come on, Buzz. You're you're in New England. You have to be at all times. Yeah, but you're a Brazilian. <laughs> So, you ready for a walk in the cloud forest or something? I'm. Uh, it's already I'm, cold for me, Buzz. It's been cold now. I actually want to say this to you. Yeah. I enjoy the cold. Me too. I've been converted from, oh my God, it's so cold when it's 45, 50 degrees. I think I've lived here so long that when it's too warm now, I'm complaining and I prefer the cold. So, this is cool for me. I, I think, I don't know. I've been told by people who know me that I'm this... Uh, Sort of metabolic anomaly. I I don't. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so it was like hot and humid. Um, not Brazil, but it was hot and humid. And um, I I rarely get too cold, and I rarely get too hot. I just kind of like the weather. But um, I am excited about the show today. Oh yeah, what do we have on? Well, we have on uh, what we have on is Valley Free Radio here on WHMP. We want to help. Valley Free Radio Fund Drive um, by um, spending the next half hour just chatting with director and volunteer coordinator from Valley Free Radio there in Florence Community Center at 140 Pine Street. It's Caroline Rudman. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I I said Rudman, didn't I? Yeah, that was, you know, actually on our family minivan's license plate. So Rudman was, it's close. It's it's Rudderman. That's why I did it. Yeah. Because I saw your license plate. You knew it inside. That minivan, I'll never forget (laughs) it. It is Rudderman. Yes. And hello. So I don't even know where to start. Let's start here. Valley Free Radio. What is it? So Valley Free Radio is our little local community radio station, and I only call it little because we, well, we are a little scrappy, but we are, uh, we are a low power FM um, station, so our signal doesn't broadcast, uh, you know, we have about, I think, maybe a 15 mile radius from our actual broadcast tower. Um, And community radio, these were all part of... um, something that the U.S. government decided to set up really in uh, basically kind of uh, there used to be pirate radio, and which still is, and it's very heavily regulated where people commandeer the radio stations. It's very illegal. Don't do that. You'll get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Don't commandeer, especially this radio station. Don't do that. But a lot of people used to do that um, for free speech, right? right? So they could say what they wanted to say. So community radio was actually developed um, out of pirate radio as a way that the government said, we respect what you want to do, and these airwaves are for the people. Um, so commun- there are community radio um, stations all over the country. Um, Valley Free Radio has been uh, – we're celebrating our 17th year. Um, there are community radios that have been opening up in the last few years, um, so they're still opening up um, in different airwaves, and and there's different areas where they're also being threatened. But we have a very healthy, vibrant station uh, right here in Florence. So. so does the free refer to <laughs> cost of money? Does the free refer to ideologically? Um, the station can do what it feels is important and broadcast what it wants. Does free celebrate freedom? What does free mean? 
That's a really big question. Um, free does mean that it is free for listeners, of course. Anyone who turns on any radio station uh, can access uh, 103.3 FM, uh, or you can go online to valleyfreeradio.org uh, and, and listen live to the stream. So it is completely free. Um, it is basically free for anyone who wants to have a program and be on air. Uh, is it free to run? No. It does cost money to run, which is, which is why what we're going to talk about today. Fundraising. Yes. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, people can say what they want to say, you know, um, when I used to have my show, uh, I ran my own show for, for a few years called Energy Matters. I would happily talk about women's menstruation on air, which is very liberating. I know you guys are, are two men in this room, but you know, you can really talk about things. You can't swear. We are still FCC, FCC regulated. Right. Right. Um, but really the, the content of what you feel is important to you, the music that you want to play, um, the politics that you want to discuss, that's, you know, that that is not regulated. You know, if we do have time slots in the evening, uh, which are available if you want to discuss more risque things, um, so, so there is kind of uh, what's called safe harbor hours, um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 free to be able to 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 be who you are on air, and you know, I, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I can do that on a podcast, um, but this is kind of I don't know. There's something pretty special about the institution of radio. It's a, it's a community oriented, community in a sense owned. It's a not for profit. And it airs things that um, are, are worth listening to. Our neighbors, how they feel about menstruation or uh, the, um, the midterms that we just uh, endured, right? And everybody's a volunteer? Everybody's a volunteer. Yeah. yeah. So that's why the raising money is pretty important, right? It's Let's... like super important. <laughs> <laughs> it's what keeps you around. It's what keeps us around. Yeah. I mean, there, there's the basics of, you know, the electric, the mm -hmm. rent, but we're always building. Mm -hmm. We're always growing. We're always trying to expand what we offer to the programmers. So it kind of feels like they come in and, and have resources available. Um, this, this fund drive, uh, we are uh, one of the big programs that we're really, really raising money for is uh, this two-week archive program that we're, we're developing, which is uh, basically it's an automation program that allows all the programmers to have their shows recorded and posted online for the last two weeks. And, you know, it seems like that should be something that's it's done automatically. It's expensive. Um, but it's expensive. It really is. And, you know, we know how fast technology changes. So if I missed an episode of a show that I liked last week, I can now listen to the last two weeks. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, we have such a huge range. We have a lot of young people who are coming into the station. I mean, we used to as have like... As hosts, as... As, as hosts, yeah, as programmers. Um, but we also have some people who are a little bit older and aren't as technology savvy. So having things Watch like... Watch it, Caroline. Hey, you know what? A lot of people are of all ages are techno savvy and technophobic. Um, but I, I will say that programmers of all abilities can have their, pro their programs recorded and posted online. 
Tell us a little bit about the programming that's on air a little bit. Uh, you used to have a show. Do you want to mention how that got started? Energy and, Matters. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when I moved to this area, I didn't know a lot of people. I had a couple of buddies. But um, for me, I really wanted to... Um, start creating professional networks. Um, so I'm a Reiki professional in the area. And um, so my my dream show was like, oh, it'd be so fun to have... It. Uh, initially, I wanted to do it um, through Northampton Open Media um, when before when it was NCTV, but I realized there, how much tech goes into audio-visual. And so when I ended up finding uh, Valley Free Radio, I was like, oh, this is just the audio side of things. It felt a little bit easier for me to kind of have my own show. So I kind of landed into that space. Um, but I was, uh, I had a show where I would interview guests uh, in the health and healing arts uh, for three years. Every week I would interview somebody. I had a whole hour to chat, to sit down and chat with folks. Um, and, you know, honestly, you don't hear people getting a chance to really talk at length about the healing An hour arts. is a great amount of time. Yeah. It's a long form, you know, and I would play a little you bit learn of music. A lot and, you really yeah. get to have like the deep dive conversations. Right. And because I, I'm a wellness professional, talking to other well, wellness professionals, it's you, we don't have to stay on the surface the whole time, you know, and sometimes it would be really nice because my listeners would be like, oh, I've been going to my acupuncturist for 10 years and I don't know them that well. So getting a chance to actually hear how they got started, it just felt like I, I got to deepen my relationship with these people. So, so how did you get really into fun. palpating individuals, right? Right, exactly. exactly. You know, so it, we was, are, it was just fun. We're here with Caroline uh, Rutterman, um, who is a volunteer coordinator for Valley Free Radio. That's WXOJ. Hyphen LP 103.3 FM Northampton. Um, so Caroline, what is everybody involved a volunteer and what do you do as a coordinator? Yes. Um, so everybody there is a volunteer. We have no paid employees. So, you know, everybody who is there is there really because they want to be there and they find value in being there. Um, and so we ended up having a really great group of folks. Um uh, as a volunteer coordinator, my job is when people come in. So you can, you can if you want, to not have to volunteer, spend extra volunteer times past your show. Uh, you can do what we call a pay-to-play thing. So it's like, you know, 20 bucks a month where you just come in and it's just an exchange for the, you know, basically the electricity and the equipment and all that kind of basic stuff. Um, or you can come in and you can volunteer your time. And so my job as a volunteer coordinator there is to get people into the right positions and to make sure that, uh, that you know, the things that we need to get done are getting done. Um, so we have people who are writers that will come in and basically feature, uh, you know, the different programmers for our blog, for our newsletter. Um, we have photographers who, you know, I mean, having high quality photos in a digital age is really important so that our, you know, sometimes for our photographers share their work with us um, so that we can post really nice photos and have all this kind of content. Um, sometimes it's practical, you know, Stefan, who's here um, at HMP, also, you know, he's our treasurer. 
You know, so he's, he's on he's, the board. He's on the board. Yep. And he's he's uh, he's the one who's looking at all the PayPal stuff coming in. And, you know, he's our he's our numbers person. And he's he's the one that says, Caroline, let's not spend so much money. And I'm like, <laughs> let's spend money. So, you know, uh, we, we have a really great group. It's, you know, sometimes we all have different visions of how how the station should be operating, but we have a really dynamic crew. I'm sure. So I, I, I know that your your goal is th- oh, this is fundraising week. Yes, for this Valley is a Free Radio, big week for us. This is fundraising week. You have a goal of it seems pretty modest five thousand dollars. It's to very raise. modest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing because it's so modest, right? Also, also mentioned there's a grant too with this? Yeah. So the reason that we're really pushing Fundrive this week in particular is because um, we have a matching grant from the Dow estate, from that David Dow estate. So if you donate uh, any amount of money, then it basically doubles. So we have a dollar for dollar match plus a, a $10 per unique donor. So if you were like, I can only donate five bucks, it actually becomes $20. Wow. So all these little donations can really be greatly expanded. Um, but we love donors who put in a thousand or whatever you want. So we, we, we love everybody who is open so to donating. I, I have a question for you, Dan Torres. Um, yes, Buzz. For me. You're, you're, on the, you're on the board of Amherst Media. Sure. Yes. And you're committed to the mission of Amherst Media, which is you provide public access um, television. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, the kissing cousin of Valley Free Radio, which provides public access. The kissing radio. cousin. <laughs> well, is... I didn't mean to get sorted. <laughs> but I I've, never, I heard, know, that I've never heard that expression. Oh, you haven't? You're not from Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. New England. You, you never played baseball. <laughs> Yeah, it's locker room talk, I guess. I don't know, but anyway, I it, don't like any of this. It seems to me <laughs> to be to be um, yes. sort of related as a mission. No, sure, yes, um, I got what you were saying. Yeah, totally. so I, I'd like to hear from you when you, yeah. when you hear about Valley Free Radio and yeah. what its mission is, what its purpose is. That must it resonate, me, right? Yeah, it makes me think of Amherst Media because it's like I'm hearing it's a radio station, but when I hear Caroline talk about all of this, I really hear like community building. I mean, it's essentially, yes, we do radio and we're a local radio station where we're trying to gather the community together to build something, not only to hear people's stories and and different topics, but really kind of bringing together a a larger family. So it's one of these spaces that we need. You know, it's what makes, we're lucky to have this in this area, to have a place, how big is our population? 28,000, whatever it is, 30,000. But to have a place like Valley Free Radio, that cares about community building, really at its core, right? Because it, it can, you know, yes, it does radio, but it's so much more. At least that's what I'm hearing from And it from gives Karen. every citizen a potential platform. Yeah. Um, uh, to be heard. Yeah, um, and play music from different cultures. I mean, there's such a rich diversity in the community. You don't hear that all the time, and you don't necessarily see it. So I think Valley Free Radio is one of those places that creates that sense of community and building people together, and uh, it's special. And the way to support it is to go to valleyfreeradio.org, and there's buttons there. Donate now. Please do. We're going to be back with Caroline Rutterman, um, who is a volunteer coordinator and uh, board member of um, this wonderful institution of community radio, Valley Free Radio. Make a donation in the next few minutes when we're taking a break, and then come back, and we'll talk more with Caroline right after these messages. Stay with us. Oh, 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 oh,
The music of John Coltrane and Alice Coltrane, made new by rising young jazz lioness Lakeisha Benjamin. Lakeisha Benjamin, a charismatic and dynamic young jazz sax player, brings her band to UMass November 17th. Benjamin's new album, Pursuance, The Coltrane's, is an intergenerational masterwork, taking you on a journey through the lineage of jazz. Lakeisha Benjamin infuses the jazz tradition with touches of hip-hop and soul, producing soaring sonic adventures and dance floor-worthy rhythms and grooves. For tickets, UMass Fine Arts Center website. Don't miss this exciting exploration of the living art form that is jazz. The Lakeisha Benjamin Quartet, Thursday, November 17th, 7.30, Bowker Auditorium at UMass. Eat more kale, says the bumper sticker. Why assume I'm not eating enough kale? If you eat at Paul and Elizabeth's, there's always kale. There's the Caesar salad with kale, with romaine, or both. There's the vegetarian platter, vegetables sauteed to perfection, including kale. Or just order a side of sauteed greens. Some people treat kale like one of those good-for-you-but-no-one-really-likes-it things. Maybe those people have never been to Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant. Inside Thorns in Northampton. Do you know what's happening this Friday at 9 a.m.? Is this week's shop Friday? Kohl's Building Supply? Correct! They go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Full value gift certificates and you save 30%. Kohl's Building Supply in North Amherst provides the quality materials for any home improvement project. Visit the Kitchen Design Showroom, the Benjamin Moore Paint Store, or their Flooring Showroom. You'll find a caring team with the knowledge and expertise to answer all your questions. Get ready to save 30% beginning Friday at 9 a.m. at WHMP.com. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP. Brought to you by Business West. The vital business news in Western Mass is in Business West. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hey, this is Dr. Jenny Garber, former college athlete and now arthroscopic and shoulder surgeon at New England Orthopedic Surgeons. I'm proud to be one of the board-certified team of doctors who's ready to tackle any orthopedic or sports injury, from shoulders and elbows to knees and ankles and everything in between. With convenient locations in Springfield, East Longmeadow, and Northampton, you can trust we'll give you the best bona fide care. So visit anyortho.com to schedule your appointment today, because at New England Orthopedic Surgeons, we help get you back in the game. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Welcome back to the Afternoon, Stefan. Yes. Hello, Stefan. Hello. It's, it's nice to actually be in the studio instead of creeping around outside <laughs> and messing around with other things. Um, I'm here uh, with Caroline, who's uh, been uh, very aptly explaining what we do at Valley Free Radio. Yes. Uh, now that this is our fundraising week. And just a reminder for listeners out there, once again, if you want to get involved and help support this station, the way to do, best way to do that is to head to valleyfreeradio.org. That's our website. You can make a, do a secure online donation there. Um, and all, you can also use that site to find out about all the other uh, programs we have and uh, everything we're involved with. Stefan, why did you get involved with Valley Free Radio? 
I got involved uh, actually when I moved to this area, or moved back to this area, I should say, after um, after going to university. Um, I had a, an idea of for an Afropop show because at that time there really wasn't much. I I had really gotten into um, a lot of uh, artists and kind of styles of Afropop in college, and I thought it, there was so much great music out there. And here in the U.S., so many people just don't have that, um, you know, that idea that this that there's a whole continent worth of music. And so, uh, where well, what do I do with that? Well, I I leave college. Is you know, I don't. I started in the the college radio. Uh, we're at WCFM, uh, Williams College Radio, um, fine little station in its own right. Um, and then I had nowhere to bring it, and suddenly I realized there's this community radio station. I found out about it through my dad, who uh, was had been an early supporter and has been in this area for a while. And uh, at, at first I was like, well, I'll make the proposal. You know, it seems a little left field. I don't know if they'll go for it. Um, and the the people you know that we had our first meeting, uh, the, our first board meeting uh, at the back of Packard's here in Northampton, <laughs> uh, all around a table, um, and they loved it. Um, they were like, "We, you know, we this is exactly what we want. You should, you know, get, we want. You, when can you start? Like, you know, let's get you trained up." And I was the the enthusiasm mm -hmm. I I felt um, from the other members at the time. Um, was was infectious. That was you infectious because and you joined the board. I did end up joining the board a <laughs> couple years you're later. The treasurer, Stephon I am Ward the treasurer. Wheaton. Yes, I know they they practically have me bolted into the wall now. I can't leave. So <laughs> as treasurer, um, <laughs> what can you tell listeners about the? I mean, there's a lot of demand for their their limited resources. Yes. Uh, so tell them why it is going to be a really rewarding experience. To contribute to Valley Free Radio, well, I think uh, you know, as Carolyn and, and Dan, you also said it's it's a community experience. Um, it's a group of people who are really doing this for the love of it, and who are bringing their passions, their expertise, their uh, life experiences um, into the art of building a show and broadcasting it, and um, and you know, visioning ideas for it. And it's something that we're all doing together. So we're all learning from each other. We're all supporting each other. Um, it is truly, I think, small d democratic. It is an it is a grassroots democratic enterprise in the truest sense because you know we're we're not underwritten by any large institution. We don't have corporate sponsors. We're you know we maintain an independence from kind of, you know, any sort of um, other interests. And we really try to keep a purity of, um, a purity of radio, you know. We want to give, we, we, I see Valley Free Radio as a platform for this community that we're in and for people in the community to get engaged in being media makers, in being um, art artists and really, yeah. So, Caroline Rutterman, tell listeners one more time, how do they donate? If you pop over to www.valleyfreeradio.org, uh, you can find all of the information right there. There's a, a Donate Now button, but uh, valleyfreeradio.org backslash donate. 
is a great and place. right now there are there's matching grants one more time matching grants a uh, dollar for dollar match and a unique donor match so just for you donating uh, you know a dollar we get 12 right it's 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 an amazing deal <laughs> for us <laughs> and we're very you know we're very cheap it, it is it is expensive relative to you know just household expenses to keep a radio station on there but if you listen to an NPR fund drive they have to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars every year you know i mean $5000 that's 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 pocket change compared to a lot of other nonprofits so we try to we try to keep it manageable we try to build for the future but we also you know stay very grounded in what we need to do to just be the best radio station we can be Best radio station you can be, and a platform for people in the community to be heard. Um, how important is it for people to have a an outlet Very. when they believe in something, or they know something special, or they can just entertain people? Here they have a platform, right? That's right. And if people want to do that, mm -hmm. who do they contact? Uh, if you go right on to valleyfreeradio.org, all the information is there so that you can become a programmer. You just submit a proposal about what your vision is. We like specifics, not big things. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we take a look at it. We give everybody a fair shot and, you know, it can be just like that. You get on air. Well, there's some steps, but that's basically <laughs> the idea. So my suggestion is hit that donate button. Yes. On, uh, go to <laughs> valleyfreeradio.org and hit that donate button and then draw up a proposal and get in touch with Caroline and uh, off you go. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank Stephane, you so much thank for you. helping. Well, thank, and thank you both for being on the board of this incredible community resource. Okay, folks, time to hit that donate button. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Jackie Walsh and we're going to talk theater. Right after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 1015 WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. The Amherst Town Council is addressing the interaction that took place between the police department and teenagers back in July. A video clip went viral showing an officer telling the teens they didn't have any rights, which sparked outrage in the community. Town Manager Paul Bockelman acknowledged errors in the handling of the situation. The council voted to work with the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department to create a resident oversight board and develop and offer racial equity training, among other steps. Bockelman will report back to the council within three months to address progress made. A $58 million settlement has been approved for the veterans and families impacted by the deadly COVID-19 outbreak at Holyoke Soldiers Home. A federal judge signed off on the settlement on Monday. Governor Charlie Baker signed a $3.76 billion economic development bill last week that includes funds for health care, energy, and infrastructure. The funding comes from last year's surplus revenue and federal funds from the American Rescue Plan. And this week is Crash Responder Safety Week. Local first responders are reminding drivers to use extreme caution when driving near accidents and to adhere to move-over laws. Massachusetts state law requires drivers to slow down and move over for stationary emergency vehicles, tow trucks, and highway maintenance vehicles. The law, enacted in 2009, makes failure to slow down and move over a $100 fine. 
I am Nick Oresco. Increasing clouds this afternoon with temperatures in the low 40s. Snow arrives after 8 p.m. this evening, quickly changing to rain in the valley with less than an inch expected. Higher elevations could see up to two inches before precipitation comes to an end late Wednesday morning. I'm Nick Oresco on 101.5 WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Are the U.S. and China about to embark on a costly and highly dangerous arms race? Join us when we speak with Michael Clare, Hampshire College Professor Emeritus of Peace and World Security Studies, about this week's political developments between China and the U.S. and this week's military developments and more deaths in Ukraine. That will be Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information and the Arts. Do you want a front row seat for this year's hot chocolate run for Safe Passage? Join us as a volunteer on Sunday, December 4th to hand out stickers, serve hot chocolate, help runners along the race route, and much more. The Hot Chocolate Run is about all of us, our community, coming together to make Hampshire County safer for survivors of domestic violence. Safer for everyone. You can help make this year's event a success. Learn more and sign up today at hotchocolaterun.com volunteer. State Street Fruit Store. What the heck is a fruit store anyway? Well, State Street opened in Northampton in the 1920s as a fruit store, selling local fruit and other produce from the valley. And even though State Street has grown to be much more, deli, wines, spirits, they are still a fruit store. And right now, State Street and their sister store, Cooper's Corner in Florence, are under an avalanche of apples and everything from the orchards up and down the valley. Galas and honey crisps, McCown and the good old-fashioned Macintosh, along with pears, plums, and other delights from the orchard. Northampton has always been a fruity place. We are what we eat. State Street Fruit Store in Northampton and Cooper's Corner in even fruitier Florence. When I was a kid, a bowl of cereal seemed incomplete unless it was topped with sliced bananas. And we knew where our bananas came from. They came from Chiquita. Our pineapples came from Dole. And our oranges came from Sunkist. We didn't think much about it, but we do now. We want food that hasn't spent a lot of time on a truck or in a processing plant. Around here, it's hard to miss the Local Hero label. Local Hero makes it quick and easy to identify food raised right here in Western Mass. Local Hero is part of CESA, Community Involved in Sustaining Agriculture. And Local Hero is just one of the things that CESA does to help Western Mass farms thrive. CESA helps build a strong local food system, working with farmers, stores, restaurants, so all of us have fresh local food choices. Look for the bright yellow Local Hero label and think about becoming a CESA supporter. Go to buylocalfood.org, find out what CESA does and why it's worth supporting, and bon appetit. At Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity, we believe in a hand up, not a handout. Habitat's mission to provide home ownership opportunities to low-income families is unique as it requires partner families to work alongside the many volunteers that are reaching out to help them. Each Habitat partner family provides at least 250 hours of sweat equity or physical labor toward the construction of their own home, other Habitat family homes, and special projects. We believe this shoulder-to-shoulder joint effort results not only in a better finished house, but that this shared work experience makes for a better community. 
If you believe everyone should have a decent place to live, that home ownership brings strength and stability to families, and that everyone deserves the opportunity for a better future, we could use your support. We're Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity. We build homes, hope, and community in both Franklin and Hampshire counties. Learn more today. Please visit us at pvhabitat.org. At the Northampton Survival Center, we believe that no one should choose between paying bills or buying food. In the Northampton Survival Center, queremos que nadie debería elegir entre pagar sus cuentas o comprar alimentos. We supply free groceries for people in 18 Hampshire County communities in a safe outdoor distribution. Proveemos comestibles gratis a personas en 18 comunidades del condado de Hampshire en una distribución segura y al aire libre. For information about grocery pickup or delivery, call 413. 586-6564 or visit NorthamptonSurvival.org Para información sobre recogida o entrega de comestibles llame al 413-586-6564 o visítenos en NorthamptonSurvival.org If the challenges of the past year have left you needing help we are here for you. Si las dificultades del año pasado lo han llevado a necesitar ayuda estamos aquí para usted. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And welcome back. Before our playbill with Jackie Walsh and her guest today, um, I just wanted to mention, for folks who don't know, there is an incredible uh, structure in the, that's being rehabbed in the center of East Hampton. It was originally built, I think, in 1869. Um, as a sort of a memorial for East Hampton, the many East Hampton Union soldiers who died. It became the town hall and then became kind of abandoned and is being repurposed for a wonderful purpose as a performing arts center right in the center of East Hampton called City Space East Hampton. You could read about it at City Space East Hampton, one word, dot O-R-G. And tomorrow night, the Natalia Bernal... Uh, and Diablada um, Quintet is going to be performing there as a fundraiser for this extraordinary project to make this a real performing arts center there in the center of East Hampton at the Old Town Hall. It's going to begin at 6 o'clock. Um, they're offering discounted tickets for 50 bucks um, using the code perks that you can see if you go online to cityspaceeasthampton.org and I know I'm going to go there, and I'm really excited to hear um, this wonderful Chilean um, music. It's 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 a special performance tomorrow night, six o'clock, right there at City Space in the center of East Hampton. The other thing I wanted to flag is I'm all excited about this Thursday when Glenn Siegel, who longtime um, jazz radio host um, at WMUA, is going to be making his debut as a Take Five correspondent with a live in-studio um, uh, interview with pianist Lafayette Gilchrist. Now, Lafayette Gilchrist, for those who don't know, is going to be kicking off the solo piano series, A World of Piano, which will start on Thursday at the Northampton Center for the Arts. Um, he's really an incredible musician, and he's graced the soundtracks of David Simon's uh, the Wire and Treme. Um, it sort of mixes 
jazz history with stride and free improv. It's there's inspirations from hip hop and funk, and um, it's really exciting. And I'm so excited that Glenn, Glenn Siegel is going to be here alternating weeks with Ruth uh, Griggs uh, on our Take Five segment to talk about what's happening in the world of jazz here in the Valley. Uh, I can't think of two better hosts for that. But meanwhile, speaking of great hosts, Jackie Walsh is here. Hi, Jackie. What do we have in Playbill today? Hey there, Buzz. So I just wanted to let people know about Antigone, which is coming up this weekend at Hawks and Reed. It's um, a GCC show. Um, it has Sunday matinee at 2, Thursday through Saturday, 7.30. And it's about the daughter of King Oedipus. He's She's fighting against her uncle's edict that no one can bury her brother because he fought the state in some way. So it's about age versus youth, human law versus divine law, and more. Um, I did Elephant Man with GCC this spring, and um, it's just a great group of people. It should be a great play. How did Oedipus do in the midterms? Did he <laughs> win this I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> but I really want to talk about this new play. It's a musical called Margaret Marr and the Celtification of Emily Dickinson. It's about Emily Dickinson's Irish maid. And Rosie Kane, who lives in Greenfield, has written the play, written the music. Um, she's well known for being part of or formed wild Irish women who've been performing in the Valley for, for decades, I think, at this point. So the play is December 4th on Sunday at 2 p.m. at Hawks and Reed. And Luckily, we have Rosie Kane speaking us today. Hey, Rosie. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> we, we also have opening night, which is December 3rd. Ah. We have a performance at 7.30, Saturday, December 3rd. And then the matinee is at uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Thank you. So, somehow I left that out. Tonight. So tell us who Margaret Moore was. Is she a historical figure if, or is she, is, is she real? She is real. I mean, she's she's emerged out of the shadows of the Dickinson mythology in in the last couple of years. Two or three books have been written about her, one of whom um, written by Aoife Murray, who lives in San Francisco, called Made as Muse, was the source for my research. And she has written a very copiously detailed and well-researched book about the Dickinson servants. So one of those Dickinson servants is Margaret Marr, who worked with the Dickinsons for 30 years. And I don't know how a girl from Tipperary actually ended up in academic Amherst in a Protestant elite family <laughs> with a sort of odd mistress. And But that's where she landed. And even though she didn't have much education herself, she herself sort of came from the land of the bard. And she recognized in Emily genius and the relationship i think evolved i mean that's really how we uh, perceive class distinction breaking down was that in the kitchen she and margaret were great companion bakers emily was a better known baker in her lifetime won prizes for baking and she was known as a poet so <laughs> with that sort of the the foundation of a story uh, we've created with seven or eight of Emily's poems, some lyrics and music that I have written using two characters. The Emily character is played by Stephanie Carlson. The Margaret Maggie character is played by Mo McElligot, two very accomplished actresses here in the Valley. 
and we six wild Irish women who are by way of a kind of Greek Irish chorus thing and who who the, the momentum of the narrative is pushed forward in story and by in music. So I'm very Until, curious. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So we have yes. So then we have at the the resolution, if you can call death a resolution. Emily dies when she's 54 years of age from Bright's disease, a kidney infection. And Margaret nurses her through that and stays another seven years. But Emily is really not that confident in her lifetime about publication or about showing her work to the public. So she sort of extracts this deathbed oath from Margaret saying, when I die, I really want you to burn those poems that are in that trunk of yours. And and so she dies. And Margaret is thinking to herself, you know, I come from the land of the bard. We don't burn poems in Ireland. Mm. And so she actually did go against that oath and didn't burn the poems. And so we have many of Emily's poems because of Margaret Marr. And we also have the one daguerreotype, that famous image of hers, was in that trunk. Uh-huh. So, so we owe a lot to Margaret Marr. Uh-huh. So, um, some well, I'm of sorry, the... Jackie, but I just want to know, why, why did Emily Dickinson want her poems to be burned? Well, I think that she was like many writers who were, she was secretive. She was notoriously secretive. And I don't know that her lack of confidence or her real, maybe lack of awareness of her own genius was what kept her living such a private life. She only uh, published seven poems in her lifetime of the 1800 that we have today. So, you know, that's an imponderable, you know, why was she so reluctant to publish and why did she want these poems burned? Other writers, Lord Byron, there are some famous writers who have in extracted those kinds of oaths uh, from people before their death. Be sure you burn that poem. I don't like it. Anyway, that's what she, that's what she did. But Margaret uh, went against it and went on sort of a higher moral ground that she, you know, thought poets should be at the top of the hierarchy. So Rosie, uh, and we're speaking with Rosemary Kane, uh, in the minute that we have before we take a break, uh, is the word celtification a word that I should know? Did you make it up? Well, it's probably Celtification, you MBA I fan, did, you. I did make it up because to that, the the uh, the Dickinsons were notoriously anti-Irish. And uh, Emily was said to have decried the Irish and said they should all be scientifically eliminated. Oh. And it was Margaret Marr. I mean, we. so this is this is where we go, I suppose, artistry or artistic imagination has to leap over scholarship and we think that she came around and she came around in a huge way she was very preoccupied by death she wrote a lot of poems about death and so she planned her death meticulously and she picked six irish laborers to carry her coffin out of the house so it would seem that she she didn't have the elite of amherst she didn't have her brother austin she didn't have any of the other townspeople, the Hoi Polloi, carry her coffin over to her grave. She had six Irish laborers. So, wow, what an incredible story. So we're going to be back. That's a great story. We're, we're speaking with Rosemary Kane, Jackie Walsh's guest on, to, uh, even though I'm inter- interrupting constantly as I have a, oh. as I'm prone to do. Uh, my name is Buzz O. Eisenberg, the Celtification of this guy right here. And we are talking about Margaret Marr and the Celtification of Emily Dickinson, which will open on Saturday, December 3rd at 7.30. Hawks and Reed, uh, really cheap tickets for 
22 to $25 to perch at Hawks and Reed. So you can buy tickets by going to Hawks and Reed and click on the button. We'll be right back after these messages with more of Rosie Kane right after this. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Do you know what's happening this Friday at 9 a.m.? Is this week's shop Friday? Kohl's Building Supply? Correct! They go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Full value gift certificates and you save 30%. Kohl's Building Supply in North Amherst provides the quality materials for any home improvement project. Visit the Kitchen Design Showroom, the Benjamin Moore Paint Store, or their Flooring Showroom. You'll find a caring team with the knowledge and expertise to answer all your questions. Get ready to save 30% beginning Friday at 9 a.m. at whmp.com. Looking for the perfect place to watch the game? Hi, I'm Caleb Hiliadis, head brewer of Amherst Brewing. Make the Hangar Pub and Grill your go-to spot to catch all the action this season. Our famous wings come with your choice of 26 flavors, and with 25 years of beer making experience, there's an Amherst Brewing beer for every drinker. Now that's a winning combo. Join us for weekly trivia nights in Amherst, Westfield, Agawam, South Hadley, and Greenfield. Visit HangarPub.com for more of what we have cooking and brewing today. I chose community mental health to serve populations that are often underserved. Megan is a therapist at ServiceNet. One core value at ServiceNet is to continue to learn, to really strive for the most effective treatment. If you're looking for a strong sense of community and collaboration, come to ServiceNet. If you're a licensed mental health clinician who wants to make your own hours while also being part of a progressive community mental health team, join us at ServiceNet. Go to the employment page at servicenet.org. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is warning consumers about a new listeria outbreak, this time one that involves deli meat and cheese. The agency has linked contaminated deli products to at least 16 illnesses, 13 hospitalizations, a miscarriage, and a death in six states. If you plan to cut back on holiday purchases this year, you're part of a growing trend. Two new surveys, one conducted by tech company Big Village and the other by Clever Real Estate, have found that nearly half of survey respondents are planning to curtail holiday spending this year. General Motors is recalling more than 338,000 late-model Yukons, Yukon XLs, Chevrolet Tahos and Suburbans, and Cadillac Escalade and Escalade ESVs. The daytime running lights may not deactivate when the headlights are on, causing a glare and reducing visibility. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And this is so interesting. If you love Emily Dickinson, as so many do, particularly in this region, Jackie Walsh's guest today um, is a fascinating one. And the performance will be on Saturday, December 3rd, 7.30, up at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield, It'll be opening night for Margaret Marr and the Celtification of Emily Dickinson. Jackie? So, Rosie Kane, I am so fascinated by the process. How, I mean, it seems like a huge undertaking to write a musical. How, 
Do you start with the story? Do you write the book and then the music? How do you proceed? A poem at a time. Um, I didn't grow up learning any of Emily Dickinson's poems. I mean, I grew up in the land of Yeats. And those lyrical poems, that's how I first got started writing, putting music to poems. The lyricism of Yeats' po- poems was sort of just there. It was, in, it was in the language. The music was in the language. And Emily Dickinson's poems are short and they have a certain meter. And so they kind of lead you into being able to time them. Some of them are like Protestant hymns and they're short and they have our opening as I dwell in possibility. So I dwell in possibility is is just such a wonderful sense of hope. And that many of the poems are as the other one is, you know, Hope is the Thing with Feathers, and she's talking about birds. And, and they're just an absolute treasure trove. And for those who might be nervous about, you know, long poems or um, literature being sort of frightening in many ways, um, Emily Dickinson's poems are a gateway, I think, to opening up all kinds of possibilities for being able to really take on or take in reading poetry and you can just open that you know those 1800 poems you can you can open them anywhere and find one that is short and resonant and full of wisdom and you just get to love her and so that's how I started I just started one poem at a time and then as I was kind of tracking the arc of the story and bringing Margaret into the story um, what happens down in the kitchen when they're baking well class distinction we surmise just collapses because they're they're baking and they're talking. And, um, and Emily, of course, is going upstairs. Margaret is saying, go on, I'll finish this, but I'll finish cleaning out the fire. You have poems to write. Go on upstairs. And because, you know, I get more chat out of you in the kitchen. Um, you know, I don't get much chat out of you. And so there's a poem, Silence is All We Dread. So I have Margaret sing Silence is All mm-hmm. We Dread because she's Irish and she likes to blather just like I'm blathering to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so um, the poems just led me along on the arc of the story and it was really my pandemic. I started when we went into lockdown. I started and I, I was energized and inspired by this woman, you know, by this immigrant, this Irish immigrant who lived at a time when people put signs up that said, help wanted, no Irish need apply. Yes. And so in a sense, that's a metaphor, that, that was a reproduction of that at the Irish Repertory Theatre in New York. So in a sense, it's a metaphor for how every group who have come in have experienced that help wanted, no whatever, right. you know, whoever or for, from whatever country need apply except that it was graphic, it was put out, it was up there. And so she came into that world, and by ingenuity, charm, intelligence, Emily described her as warm, wild, and mighty. Maggie is warm, wild, and mighty. Wouldn't you love somebody to say that about you? (laughs) Can can you talk a little bit about the the future plans of of bringing uh, some of this to Ireland? Uh, You were discussing off the air. In the two minutes minutes we we have left. Yeah, so she comes from Tipperary. She comes from this little village called Kelusty, Tipperary. And there are only 500 people there. So currently, I'm looking for anyone in Kelusty that knows about her or might be related to her. Because even if I just take it to a town hall, I just want to breathe the air of Margaret Marr, where she came from, 
all those years ago. And then we will take it to a couple of other cities, to small theatres. So I'm planning that at the moment. Wonderful. And what's the connection back to Amherst, too? Can you talk a little bit about that? To the, I, I beg your pardon, sorry. I, to to I the, the descendants that are currently living in Amherst. Oh, yes, the descendants, yes. She did come with a sister and a brother-in-law. And they were, clearly, they were very valuable servants. And two of them were married, and their descendants still live in Amherst. They lived in a place that was named for them, Kelly Square. They were able to buy property. Even, you know, in the 1840s, 50s and 60s, they were able to buy property. And so I have to also try and find some of those relatives and talk to them. Um, I know that Aoife Murray has done that, the writer of the book, Made as News. And there's another book called Emily's House, written by Amy Belding Brown. Okay, we're going to have to leave it right there because we're running out of time. And I want to make sure that everybody knows we've been talking to Rosemary Kane. The play is Margaret... Mar and the Celtification of Emily Dickinson. It's going to be Saturday, December 3rd at 7.30 at Hawks and Reed. Um, and I just wanted to mention, besides this wonderful play, Rosie Kane of Greenfield, whom we've been talking to, is um, going to be singing a very special song this weekend with the Young at Heart uh, Chorus, 3 o'clock at the Academy of Music. Ready? Oh, I forgot all about that. Stairway <laughs> to that. heaven. <laughs> I got so carried away with Margaret, I forgot Sunday and Stairway. <laughs> well, okay, break a leg with Margaret, and it's oh, been wonderful talking so to you, Rosie. Yes. Thank you both. Thank, thank you both you. so much. Talk with you tomorrow at 4 o'clock, afternoon buzz. This is the afternoon buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. What, what I'm trying to communicate is that there are many, many layers of, of safety management in place at every source to ensure that we reduce as much risk as, as possible. Does the Bliss Street Station intentionally vent gas regularly? Because I can tell you that it vents Live gas local pretty much every time I've gone to that Northampton and the Valley I since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. A Northampton Radio Group Station.